0: Welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I am currently full of Chinese food, and I am an hour into my Skinwalker Ranch documentary, Mark Stores, and with me, as always, is. Congrats! And. Rob Morphy. We are recording this on Valentine's Day. We are. Hey. I'm not spending it with my wife. No. I'm Why here would with you? you? Why would you want to? You're with your
1: real romantic partners. You know, that kind of social schismatic romance that only the love of paranormal can provide. I mean, you guys have been with me longer. That's this isn't the
2: marriage that counts. Yeah.
0: I love you guys. I love you too. Thank you. Christopher, I love you too. You're welcome. You can say it back. If you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> you won't. That I'm was just, never going to happen. No, I'm just not, saying you're welcome. No, Chris and I are, Rob and I are over here, like, I love you, buddy. I love you too. And Chris is like, no. You're nah, welcome. Never, no, he's, never. he's He's appreciative. It's fine. Which We're is good. his way of showing it. It's okay. You, 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 you can be the hard. Somebody you, has to be hard. You can be the hard, noble guy. I guess I'm he actually he is because we just, you know fall apart
1: but we do rely on him for a lot let's be honest we do so i can live with this the emotional unavailability is balanced out by the fact that he is our rock. It's
2: what draws you back in. You're like, I, just, I can't reach him in a crazy <laughs> tempest. I can't, exactly I can't reach
1: yeah.
0: him. Is that on it your bring, the unattainability it of Chris? Yeah. Is that on your Tinder profile? That's my country song. <laughs> <laughs> it brings him back. Nice, nice. Thank you all so very much for joining us. Hellorspace.com. Check it out. Uh, by the time this comes out, we will have new T-shirts up.
1: Yes, we will. I, I believe yeah. we
0: are launching four new T-shirts. So be sure check that out uh, again there are sales three to five percent off don't buy anything unless it's on sale because i feel bad <laughs> i see people buying stuff during the weekend i'm like no it's not on sale i mean we i think we get a bigger cut we do but but that's not what we're Saint about common. i thought
2: we
1: didn't i think we do unless of course i thought you were saying we didn't i think that i was I lied. The whole thing. you are independently i think wealthy, i lied in which case Ugh. buy them whenever for whomever you choose. Yeah. But if you're just work a day paranormal loving stiffs like yeah, just, the rest of us. Yeah. Do yourself There's a, a Sale
2: favor. all the time. They have big sales.
0: Yeah, and we always announce them on the socials, the instas, the twitters, and the facebooks. Uh, Patreon, patreoncom slash One dollar will get you a shout out. Five dollars will get you a shout out and some bonus audio. We got some shout outs to do. Are you ready? Always. We got. Kerr Harper. Nice going, Mister Harper. Now, this one here, it sounds awfully familiar, but um, I'm not sure. Lisa Hoff. Huh. Oh, hmm. wow.
1: Hmm. Truly enigmatic. Lisa. A mystery Ooh. wrapped in a paradox dipped in a puzzle.
0: Our very own dragon mother, Indeed. Lisa Hoff. <laughs> library extraordinary, dragon, dragon, dragon mother to all. Or
1: librarian. I mean, she's not actually a building that stores books, but Jeez. yes. She's well, a she library. almost
2: is, actually, at this point.
1: No, she really is like incarnate. Of knowledge.
0: I'm not sure if she actually listens to the show or not, but what up, Lisa? Thank you so much for your contribution. Hey. She's the best. We Literally got... Literally
1: the best. DRT. DRT? Oh, DRT. Oh,
0: and nice. first of all, I said DRI. I was like, oh, they like oh. us too? Wow, how nice would that about you. Really it great. Oh. Dope. Um dope. Next, we got Khalil Leonhart. Beckinator 13! As opposed to 12 or 11 or 14.
1: LLH. Nice. Ooh. Daniel Walling... Coot. Very fucking well, cool. Well, there we go. One and all, thank you so fucking much.
0: Thank honestly. you all so much for your contributions. And again, that is patreon.com slash That's going to do it for the intro this week. This very special Valentine's Day episode, which is going to be released two weeks after valentine's
1: so this very special early march episode yeah epicenter the episode I hope everyone episode. had a
0: phenomenal valentine's day yeah we hope rob's valentine gift to me this year mm. this is from you to me and i appreciate your gift
1: you're welcome i appreciate all your gifts it came with hearts it did. And not dark chocolate, because there's real love there. Exactly. Not heart-healthy love.
0: We're not necessarily... We're, we're going to be covering a theory, one of my favorite theories. Yeah, and, this is a breakdown. We're, this is going to be, if Chris likes this, an umbrella. Oh, good. An umbrella of sorts. We're dealing with ultra-terrestrials. Finally.
1: The full Perfect. breakdown. We've discussed them ad infinitum. We know what side of the battle we stand on. Um, But what we really haven't done for for our dear listeners is really try to get to the core of what these things allegedly are.
0: We may have made up some of our own lore, I think, throughout the years talking about these guys. Well, we've given them um, props for things that maybe they weren't involved with. But you know what? That might be the mystery We're of not
1: the only ones, I'm two, sure. terrestrials. I'm not entirely convinced that's even true. Exactly. I think we've stayed right within the purview of uh, of their agenda and intention. This might be their whole game is our misunderstanding or our understanding. Wow. Let's get you got big and deep. Uh, you like but that? I want to say this at the get-go. This is actually... Um, uniquely, something that I dug out of the archives that I had no idea I had written. This was supposed to be an article that, for some reason, I I just never sent to publish for Mysterious Universe, maybe about 10 or 12 years ago. So by saying that, I will say that as I reread it in a scramble to find a, a pod for this week, basically, um, I found myself not only being like, oh, wow, this is kind of fascinating, but also remembering that the man i was some some 12 years ago was a much more clinical cryptozoologist so you will see little traces of old school hardcore crypto uncle rob creeping through i did some judicious editing i pared it down but not uh not any grand lambasting of theories just to make it presentable for a pod but this is a heretofore unpublished take on the historical, and in my opinion, because it's very much an opinion piece, how we relate to ultra and the theory therein. All right, let's get started with the worlds
0: of cryptozoology, ufology, and the paranormal are riddled with seemingly unsolvable mysteries that appear to defy any rational explanation. These disparate fields seem to be linked only by the fact that the questions each deal with Seem to infuriate traditional academics, but for some, the overriding enigma has the answer that is stupefyingly simple. Every light in the sky, every bump in the night, every inhuman growl in the darkness is all one unified malevolent force of telepathic shapeshifters that for some reason, as of yet unknown, are hellbent on tormenting
1: the human fucking race. Ultra. Fucking terrestrial. God damn it, we're doing it. The bane this of is, humanity.
0: I've had a long yeah. shit week. This was, is this is it, this it so for me, man. Mad, this right. Is this it? Is this the light at the I end? I should be with my wife celebrating Valentine's Day and having dinner, but you know what? I'm not. I'm here with Chris and Rob, with Rob and Chris, inseparable. Years. Wow, all terrestrial. Jeez,
1: all right. We're Brothers in arms. I'm
0: gonna need to live with one of you at some point when my wife gets tired of my <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, I got exactly. a room I'm gonna need it. And i mean, you need help with child support, too. I got two babies that need to be supported. Dude, we are going to support your babies. There are babies There's now. There's right, two fine.
2: dumpsters on the, <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the ah! complex. Let plenty of room. Thank you, Nicole, for understanding. Robert.
1: She is the best. Let's kick this A off. Saint. Okay. Famed Mothman Prophecies author John Keel was known for his voraciously inquisitive spirit and rabid interest in the unknown. During the course of his lifetime, he investigated all manner of strange phenomenon, from the mothman and UFOs to poltergeists and men in black, and in the midst of his long and storied career in journalism and paranormal investigations, Kiel came to one startling and seemingly inevitable conclusion, that all of these weird, shadowy beings, be they cryptid, alien, gorgon, or wraith, are all the same thing. And he dubbed these insidious entities ultra-terrestrials. So can we
0: say that John Keel is our ultra-terrestrial dad? Or like ultra-terrestrial uncle?
1: You could absolutely say that. Alright, perfect. Like the uncle-terrestrial.
0: uncle, uncle terrestrial. Yeah, uncle-terrestrial. Sure. Or would it be like granddad? Grand? Yeah, grandfather well, d- of terrestrial it, d- it depends.
1: Like the, the theories of maybe the unification might have origins in Charles Fort and a few other things, but he's the first to really concentrate it and he's the one that named it right so right. i suppose if granddad can, is considered like the genesis we'll give him that peppy peppy keel peppy keel i love that there you go i first encountered the ultra terrestrial hypothesis when i came across a dog-eared copy of keel's ufo's operation trojan horse while rummaging through the archives of my local library I was already well-versed in the works of Keel, and when I found this new treasure, I dug in with gusto. And that was when I made what was, to my young mind, a startling discovery. The aliens and their ilk may not be from out of this world. In fact, if Keel was to be believed, they were not only indigenous to our world, but they had been there much longer than the human race. Hmm. Mind blown. Twelve-year-old Rob didn't know what to do. (laughs) Is this when you were boomer cryptozoology guy at 12? Oh, dude. You know, I I spent every spare Facts moment I had, pre-internet, pre-fucking, you know, Amazon, I was a library kid. Yeah. I fucking lived in those darkened halls and musty fucking corridors, dude. and I loved it. Loved every bit of it. Somebody has to, man. Yeah. In many of his writings, Keel made it abundantly clear that he believed that UFO incidents, as well as close encounters with their occupants, were in no way, shape, or form an extraterrestrial phenomenon. Keel explained his unique perspective on the situation, and this is a quote. There is a superabundance of historical documentation which plainly indicates that these objects and their elusive occupants have always been a part of the environment of Earth, and that they seem to know everything about us, are able to speak our languages, and are even familiar with the total lives of some, if not all, human beings. So long as we adhere to the notion that, the, that we are dealing with random extraterrestrial visitors, none of these contactee stories make any sense. So I ask you to place the UFOs into a terrestrial or ultra-terrestrial framework. Think of them as you might think of a next-door neighbor who is hooked up to your party line. The pieces of this puzzle will begin to fall Into place. Just always watching, always there,
0: looking at us, knowing everything about us. Because they've been here for longer than us. They watch us evolve from little amoebas out of the sea. Exactly. And they just been keeping their eye on us the entire time. They will
1: know our search history. They knew our search history before we knew what search history was. They fucking knew about Pornhub before it was a thing. They were the initial investors. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they're so wealthy.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Imagine how excited they were for... Imagine how excited they Whoa. are for Netflix shit that we haven't even seen yet. They know about the Robert Pattinson Batman movie already. Oh, no, they've
1: seen it three times. Exactly. They've already
0: written their reviews. They already don't like it. I feel like I'm you're sure. just talking about the Illuminati uh, at this point. Well, we'll get
1: there. We're, we're going to we're gonna go down a lot of different paths. I swear to God.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Esteemed author and paranormal researcher Jerome Clark, whose work I fucking love, by the way. He's He's great. In his revealing book, Hidden Realms, Lost Civilizations, and Beings from Other Worlds, extrapolated on Keel's position, stating, In Kiel's judgment, Venusians and other ostensible space people exist as extraordinary entities, but not as what they say they are. Beneath their friendly extraterrestrial exteriors, they are sinister ultra-terrestrials, quote-unquote. Demons by any other name from an invisible realm Kiel calls the super spectrum now We finally know the home world Yes Known in traditional mystical lore as the astral or etheric world or the goblin world or the goblin world as, Vallee. As, as Vallee and uh, and certainly uh, FW holiday the yeah. guy who had like all sorts of alternate paranormal philosophies on the Loch Ness monster yeah. might have said so so the super spectrum is just basically Keel's way of describing what many people before have, and Bailey and will have other words for it in, in upcoming passages, this alternative reality where these um, non-traditional slash paranormal beings are said to come from. Yeah. But super spectrum is probably the coolest way to say I'm it. I'm pretty sure it's in one of his books.
0: I'm almost positive. It
1: very well could be.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is.
1: Perhaps the most succinct description of ultra terrestrials I've come across was found in the Urban Dictionary.
0: Oh, the the legitimate Urban Dictionary. There you go. In,
1: they were described as a superior non human entity of natural or supernatural origin that is indigenous to planet Earth, a being from another dimension or plane of reality. Granted that those are two contrasting definitions but mm. it says there that it is either indigenous to planet earth or from another dimension or who knows maybe it's both
0: if, if it's a dimension adjacent to us and it's on earth then i mean technically you're on Earth. <coughs> well, it's a different
1: dimension we've talked about the idea too that i mean there could be different levels of reality within the same geographical space yeah so if you know if you're from new york super spectrum but you've been there for like billions of years maybe you are more indigenous to upstate new york or wherever than the people that were evolved there millions of years later. Who knows? That gets kind of iffy. But I think the Urban Dictionary was just leaving itself open to say that they are either indigenous to planet Earth or visitors from another dimension that is Alter Earth.
0: Dude, we're living in th- in mm. 3D central New York, man. They're we're living, living, in, like we're living 70. in a hologram. They're in like 70 Syracuse. Wow. Like it's out of control. You just brought it for real.
1: Exactly. While it may have been Keel who opened my eyes to this intriguing theory, not to mention coined the term ultra-terrestrial, it would be fellow author and UFO researcher Jacques Velli, who first put forth the supposition that all manner of ostensibly intergalactic entities were in fact quasi-terrestrially bound or perhaps interdimensional beings that were much older, wiser, and infinitely more treacherous than the human race. He gets dark. Valli, who served as the template upon which Steven Spielberg and Francois Truffaut based the memorable character of UN scientist Claude Lacombe in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, stone-fucking-classic in cinema. Great performance by Truffaut. I was delighted to find out it was based on Valli even as a kid. I thought, oh my God, that's based on a real dude. He must be the man. And indeed, I was not disappointed. Jacques Valli is a fucking man. First put forward his extra-dimensional hypothesis in the late 1960s as an alternative to the more commonly supported, even to this day, extraterrestrial hypothesis, which states that aliens and UFOs hail from other planets in our galaxy, and are either robotic or flesh-and-blood creatures piloting technologically advanced spacecraft to our world for reasons yet unknown. Standard extraterrestrial hypothesis. Vallee stumbled across this extra-dimensional concept after the French government tasked him in the 1960s with the chore of collecting and correlating data regarding UFO reports throughout Europe. As his research progressed, Feli began to notice what he believed were extraordinary similarities in the data he was processing with ancient accounts of encounters with mystical entities such as elves, Fairies and pagan deities.
0: Again, the goblin world. The goblin
1: world. So he was one of the very first uh, serious researchers of the UFO phenomenon in the in the you know second half of the twentieth century. To be like, you know, you just transpose some names. Instead of saying alien, you say troll. Right. Instead of saying abduction, you say absconded from a hut or right. whatever. You basically have the same fucking incidents occurring. Instead of saying uh, a flying saucer, it's a silver house that m- majestically appeared on a hill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. it began to occur to him objectively that shit, maybe this is older, maybe this is deeper, and maybe this isn't um, us being contacted currently by extraterrestrial societies that just finally arrived on Earth in the latter half of the 20th century. Maybe this is a much deeper phenomenon. Totally he began to speculate that these creatures of old might actually be synonymous with high-tech ETs that folks around the globe claimed to be bumping into in the 20th century. Vali would eventually publish this theory in his classic 1969 book, Passport to Magonia. Oh, classic. Stone classic. I
0: just got my new copy.
1: Right. According to Vali, Magonia is a sort of parallel universe which coexists within our own it is made visible and tangible only to selected people, unquote. Here is an excerpt from this classic tome. If we take a wide sample of this historical material, we find that it is organized around one central theme, visitation by aerial people from one or more remote legendary countries. The names and attributes vary, but the main idea clearly does not. Magonia, Heaven, Hell, Elfland, which, by the way, is the fucking best I never even knew that was a real place. Yeah. All such places have in common one characteristic. We are unable to reach them alive, except, as we shall see, on very special occasions. Emissaries from these supernatural abodes come to Earth, sometimes under human form and sometimes as monsters. They perform wonders. They serve man or fight him. Sounds almost biblical. Yeah, like oh, with definitely. angels. Yeah. No, you can go back to Ezekiel and the wheel and the yeah. four-faced angels that were like yeah. two hawks and a tiger. I don't even remember, but I know it's, it's batshit crazy. Yeah, seraphims
2: and cherubims were all, all fucked
1: Oh, they were all biologically. They yeah. were chimera as fuck. They were twisted. Yeah. If they I mean, were I don't know the etymology,
2: though. I don't know who first drew those and said, oh, I think this is what they
1: look like. But. Well, I mean, the pictures were gnarly as fuck. The pictures were gnarly as fuck, but I think they were still... More or less based on the biblical accounts in that case, and then you Somewhere, can go back to but, you know Babylonian accounts, the Anunnaki. You can uh, any ancient oh, culture. Oh, the what? The Anunnaki. Absolutely. All right.
0: Which well, recently Stephen Seagal, if you saw it on our Facebook group, was conscripted to fight the Anunnaki by Vladimir Putin. Oh my God. Or that may have been a fake website, but we choose what's real and what's fake uh, in our own reality.
1: All I know is that will probably be brought up in an evil science and magic oh, buddies episode because I'm pretty sure we saved it. I emailed everybody. And how was the like, fuck Holy can we shit. not talk about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. We're I know. Save that for another time, exactly. Another place. All right, you know, exactly. All these ancient cultures uh, have have prophets and or wise men or whatever that claim to have had interactions with these these beings. And now the ancient alien theorists like to. Um, retcon it and say and i'm not saying they're wrong just saying that's what they do say oh no they're not paranormal creatures from another realm they're extraterrestrials from another galaxy and or solar system who came here technologically and maybe some of that's true all of it has an option to be true but it seems like every generation finds a way to reinterpret it for one generation it's magic and from the 20th into the 21st century it's hyper technological that's just where we're at makes sense
0: so it's all to trust yours, baby.
1: But Vali seemed to be more pragmatic, and that uh, he, he, like he literally said, they're here to serve man or fight them. Yeah. On the other hand. Kiel agreed with his scholarly cohort on most of this hypothesis, although he felt that the ultra-terrestrial agenda was almost exclusively malevolent and openly speculated that the entire UFO trend might be nothing more than a manifestation of a psychic phenomenon perpetrated by these nefarious beings, claiming, I abandoned the extraterrestrial hypothesis in 1967 when my own field investigations disclosed an astonishing overlap between psychic phenomenon and UFOs. The objects and apparitions do not necessarily originate on another planet and may not even exist as permanent constructs of matter. It is more likely that we see what they want us to see and interpret such visions according to our contemporary beliefs. It goes, into, Now we're getting into Jungian type stuff here. The UFOs do not seem to exist as tangible, manufactured objects. They do not conform to the accepted natural laws of our environment. They seem to be nothing more than transmortifications tailoring themselves to our abilities to understand. The elementals, or ultra-terrestrials, are somehow able to manipulate the electrical circuits of the human mind. They can make us see whatever they want us to see and remember only what they want us to remember. Man. That's a lot to unpack. So they're just manipulating
0: everything. <clears throat> they're just in our brains, changing our chemistry, making the sea <clears throat> shit, projecting into our, the theater of our mind.
1: That is absolutely one way to Thunk. interpret that. It's heavy, dude, and and it's it's, heavy. It, and it's big because this is a you guy, got no control, man. We're at their fucking with their mercy. In, in that circumstance, hundred percent, hundred percent. and so it's interesting that a lot of the intellects of the time. We're not like looking at this the way, say, Lieutenant Kehoe and uh, the other military guys, or even uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. The principal scientific and military uh, investigators of the UFO phenomenon in the mid to late 20th century, and by late I mean like the 60s and 70s at that point, um, definitely were supporters of the extraterrestrial hypothesis, definitely supporters of the idea that they were tangible corporeal creatures that came from somewhere else, using technology so far in advance of our own that it appeared to be magic, as Arthur C. Clarke said, but not, but wasn't. Just simply was, sure. you know, what an iPhone would be to a Neanderthal. You know, just too magical to comprehend, but still well within the realms of understandable physics, totally. if you can understand it. Yeah. These guys were taking it from an entirely uh, deeper, more psychological and uh, metaphysical perspective in that... While on one hand you could say a UFO does these things because the technology is so far in advance it can just do it and fuck who knows, right. they're taking it from the perspective of can't do this shit, physics doesn't allow it, it's putting it into your head. So these are the two, and, and to this day these are still the two yeah prevailing dueling notions. The UFOs come from within your psyche though, in all and all fairness, really there. Um, uh, the extraterrestrial hypothesis has certainly got the majority of supporters for now, by far for now. But, so that's the basic breakdown. This is a central theme in the ultra terrestrial philosophy. The idea that these strange creatures seem to represent contemporary notions about what is acceptably abnormal. And that's the key phrase, acceptably abnormal. I, I coined it like that, but for a purpose because it's not obviously normal, but it can't be so fucking out there that it's unfathomable. Right. So think of the skyships in the in the nineteenth century in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. It's basically big floating boats with dragging anchors and all sorts of ill shit that was within the construct of what you could conceive of between, say, the fifteen hundreds and the, you know, wild west eighteen hundreds. Yeah, totally. And 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 that seems to support Vali and and Keel and their idea. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's what they mean by that. This also posed the conjecture that we might not only be dealing with beings that hail from Earth or even from an adjacent dimension, but from the depths of our own psyches, as Mark just said. And this is where I've I've taken upon myself to coin yet another terrestrial. Oh, no. After fungal terrestrial. Oh, what do we got? Perhaps... Microscopic mind parasites that effectively control the nature of reality by manipulating our perception of it. They're just squeezing our brain juices? Psychoterrestrials. They're just milking our brain
0: teats and making us do weird things and see weird shit.
1: Will you bask in the warm glow of my psycho I like psycho
0: terrestrials. That's pretty okay. cool. Hashtag
1: micro psycho no. Well, Ooh. of course they're Well, you know what? Maybe size is not Because we have micro terrestrials. Okay. We dealt with them in Malaysia okay but and and chris is not wrong but size doesn't matter in the brain because the brain is everything ergo they're as big or small (laughs) as they want to be okay Okay. by that i mean if if they are creatures that are constructing reality in the form of thoughts right physical size is not an issue so psychoterrestrial. i'm just saying i just like coining phrases sounds like a weird new
0: metal record
1: microscopic mind parasites
0: Psychoterrestrials.
1: While our intergalactic brethren feature heavily in the ultra-terrestrial paradigm, Kiel and Valli made it abundantly clear that it's not merely in the guise of aliens that these ultra-terrestrials can masquerade. They were equally convinced that all manner of mysterious Portian phenomenon fell under the same banner. It's been heavy with aliens, but let's not limit ourselves there. Everything from Bigfoot, phantoms, and ogres, to demons, angels, and dragons, all seemingly unique, yet according to Keelan Valley and other supporters of the ultra-terrestrial premise, all manifestations of the same interdimensional or possibly ancient terrestrial or even psycho-terrestrial pranksters, which, like Loki and his ilk, have plagued and on rare occasions aided mankind since the dawn of time. It's
0: all the same okay. thing no 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 don't,
1: don't go there yet do oh, not do right. that. I'm already there I've been living it for years Yeah, yeah. No,
2: I feel like you just you kind of just said that
1: it's a hot <laughs>
2: <no>. <laughs> don't like tell me to go there. there just, you, just because like
1: I presented all the options does not mean all options are valid you brought me to the prom now dance oh god damn it yeah we're dancing that might be the most valid analogy I've yeah, ever heard you brought me now let's dance we're gonna slow dance it's gonna oh, be Steve Winwood gonna it's be. gonna be that song from fucking Dirty oh, Dancing yeah. did you yeah. do a song for Dirty Dancing Steve Winwood yeah maybe I'm wrong time in my life did he do that? Was I that him? Who did that? No. Well, that's the one we're dancing gonna, to. Okay. Gonna, gonna and Steve Winwood's covering it. You're going to pick me For up.
0: our prom! <laughs> I'm going to run into our you. Our goddamn Steve prom! I'm going to run into
1: you and you're going to pick me up. <laughs> wow. Well, and I'm I I going to be, be baby. Listen, I can do it. If you jump baby. and give me enough momentum, I can hold you up. Totally. Yeah. You got the strength. You're a tiny man. I can do it. And, and I'm gonna you're let, not tiny, but you know. I, yeah, I'm tiny. You're it's a big fine. burly man. I'm gonna look, I mean, to I didn't I mean, mean to demasculate you. you. I, I appreciate I'm just, it. I'm a, I'm a hulking human, and I can heft you. It's okay. I'm going to look good in that dress. You wait. You, you, you already wait. look good in that dress. <laughs> Aww, do whatever see, you got to do. Man. He's
0: so nice to me. He treats me nice. All right. He treats me nice. He treats me
1: nice. He's a good boy. So... <laughs> I do not know what to say. Our our Valentine's Day romantic interludes aside, what we're dealing with here is not just extraterrestrial, so that's a primary focus for a lot of these researchers, because that was their bread and butter, Kiel and Billy especially. But obviously cryptids and paranormal entities and poltergeist and whatever the fuck else. So now I threw all these things out there because are they ancient terrestrials in the sense that they lived on earth forever are they in your mind hole? are they from another we don't know that but what the suggestion is that they are ultra terrestrials and they are not independent just because one seems to be an animal the other seems to be a ghost the third seems to be a fucking ET totally Keel contended that all of these creatures were ultra terrestrials who have chosen to assume guises that were most the most culturally credible to the eyewitnesses they wished to reveal themselves to. So it's all about intent. It's all about believability. Yeah. It would appear that alien species simply seem, at least to the modern intellect, more plausible than ethereal little people or demonic beasts. That is to say that nowadays you'd find a lot more people who could accept the fact that they were interacting with bulbous-headed gray aliens than, say, a goblin or a leprechaun. Fair Researchers who support this conjecture allude to the plethora of demon or wee folk run-ins chronicled in the Dark Ages, which seem to have all but dried up to be replaced by extraterrestrial or wild-man encounters of the 20th and 21st centuries, as one of the primary indicators of the veracity of their theory. They also mention the scores of parallels that exist between ancient lore chronicling the plights of individuals who are kidnapped by fairy folk with modern alien abduction so scenarios. So,
0: depending on the time and where they are, they're just transposing different scenarios depending on what you're into or where you're
1: located. And, well, I find that. And obviously, that,
0: in what time period you're currently you know, I
1: absolutely living. find that to be valid. I don't know if the assumption that that means that they're all the same thing. Okay. I mean, I have a problem with that point. That's a hypothesis two. that's valid. Okay, but I would say that uh, fairy folk kidnapping people and or somebody going to fairyland for what felt like two hours to them, but they come back and it's like twenty six years or, later, and their kids are older than them. Changeling and or the aliens uh, inseminating women with alien hybrids. There's a lot of crazy parallels that seem to be reinterpreted based on the time period.
0: There you go. All right. Well, I like that.
1: Okay. Now, on the surface, this is patently offensive to the rational mind. Hmm. I mean, are we to seriously believe that a species of shape-shifting super beings, which are allegedly older and much more intelligent than the human race, would have nothing better to do than parade around in the equivalent of ape suits and fairy costumes... What could be their motivation? Sounds like Boomer Rob coming out there. It's not Boomer Rob. Okay. It's just me saying, just saying. you'd think they'd have better things to do. Okay. Nevertheless, Kiel and Vallee insisted that this is exactly the point. We have no way of knowing what their reasons may be for appearing to our species in their myriad of guises. But one has to admit, if it proved true, it would go a long way towards explaining the notable, though not total, lack of physical evidence for many inexplicable occurrences. Hmm, interesting. As a man who's been fascinated with massive bipedal ape men and toothy long-necked lake dwellers since before he could read, and it's true, I've loved that shit since in search of when I couldn't fucking put three words together. Totally. I've often found myself pondering how is it that After literally thousands of eyewitness reports, a Nessie-like carcass has never washed up on a shoreline, or with the millions of motorists who have traversed the Earth's roads every year, why has a Bigfoot or Yeti never gotten itself into a quote-unquote Harry and the Hendersons-style fender bender resulting in a field day for anthropologists worldwide? These questions trouble me, as they have many other investigators of the unknown. But tempting as it may be to succumb to this theory, the one thing that troubles me even more than the lack of physical evidence is the potential danger inherent to the belief in the ultra-terrestrial theory. Oh, you're turning the tides on us here, And here's you? where you're going to get a little taste of okay. slightly more All right. clinical cryptozoologist Rob. I'm a little more open to ethereal uh, ideas now, but... I I still think this is valid. So this so is. continue.
0: This is no party fun time pants, Rob. Right. This is this is dead this is up. Bummer, Rob. This is big old science, yeah. Rob.
2: <sighs> I don't know what's wrong with science, Mark. And you
0: know what? I, I like the umbrella of everything. Yeah, I do. That's right. And I talk. I do talk like. No, no I don't. But <laughs> yeah. No. This is when Rob becomes unfun.
1: This is where I give you a chapter heading. Ultraterrestrials, the allure. Oh Jesus! Dot a dot chapter? dot. <laughs> And the risk, okay. the dark con, the <laughs> <else>. Ah,
0: <laughs> Christmas, the dark con. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us about uh, the extraterrestrial allure and the
1: risk. It would be my singular pleasure. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. I've got to admit that there's a satisfying absoluteness to conceding that everything outside the pale of accepted science falls under the ultra-terrestrial banner. Even a guy like me who has spent decades of his life studying all manner of bizarre phenomenon has to admit that there is a certain cynical appeal to throwing up one's hands in frustration and shouting to the heavens, fuck it. There's no answer. Trolls, aliens, sea serpents, evil spirits, fucking Zeus, Nessie, they're all the same damn thing and they have only one overriding agenda, to fuck with our heads. And there's not a damn thing we can do about it. And accepting that the subjects of these disparate disciplines are really all different manifestations of the same thing, we free ourselves from having to wonder what the alien agenda may be, or why a skunk ape might choose a certain habitat, or if Great Aunt Agnes is back from the grave to impart some important message, or just a recipe for her famous rhubarb pie. The answer, at least under the ultra-terrestrial umbrella, is a resounding no. Alien astronauts, hairy hominids, spectral apparitions, and their comrades are all just ultra-terrestrials in disguise, and no matter how hard we try, we are incapable of conceiving what their lofty intentions are, although, as aforesaid, those lofty intentions usually seem to consist of screwing with our individual and collective consciousness. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't think there's any validity in the ultra-terrestrial theory, because I do. And I'll be the first to admit that the mysteries of this reality are so vast and incomprehensible that science as we know it can in no way explain the fantastic phenomenon that people encounter every single day. But the question I would pose is this. In what way does belief in the existence of ultra bring us closer to the truth? Let's be honest here. As soon as one accepts the ultra theory as accurate, then one opens up a Pandora's box of unanswerable questions. Or worse yet, questions that no longer need to be asked. It severs all practical lines of investigation because there's nowhere to look for facts. A belief in ultraterrestrials immediately arrests all hope of methodical, logical analysis. There's no point in it anymore. Basically, it's conceding that these creatures are magical white whales, oh, the magic fucking whale.
0: You love that.
1: And not bound by <laughs> the laws of science and are therefore beyond our understanding no matter how hard we try. So why bother? That to me is terrifying. The prospect of no longer needing to know. I've never been comfortable with blind faith. And, and what I find most disconcerting about the idea of the ultra-terrestrial theory is the fact that rather than presenting us with a beautiful, brilliant hypothesis that unifies multiple branches of scientific inquiry, think E equals MC squared, for example, all it really offers is a dead end. A big black hole where questions go to die. Whatever limitations 21st century science may be stymied with, and it's not a short list, I still believe it represents the best tool we have to discern the truth. But as soon as we start looking only into the mystical or mythological to explain away every phenomenon we come across, then we might as well call together the Flat Earth Society and start up a good old-fashioned witch-burning pyre. Because as alarmist as that may sound, once we decide to abandon cold, hard facts, tangible evidence, and provable observations for superstition, then we start heading down a very slippery slope. Wow. Yeah, Mark.
0: Wow. I feel like that was directed towards me. It, it, really, was. So it was. So I think not. it was. I think back in the day you wrote this and you're like, you know what? This is going to be towards Mark. I'm going to. One I day feel, so thought, <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs>
1: you thought 12 years ago I wrote this so I could fucking really stick it to fucking Mark? Yeah, in 2020. Because we were hanging out 12 years ago. We were doing shit. We were, we were building we were websites. We were yeah. brothers in armchairs. Exactly. And this it's, I feel as like, oh, fun this is. It's that attack.
2: saying, um, don't blindly something, investigate it, is an attack on you.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like. <laughs> And you're, you're offended oh, wow. by that statement. Well, and my day to the prom, this was over here laughing. The funny yeah. thing is, wow. <laughs> the funny wow. thing is, as I read this,
1: I thought, wow, Rob, were you coming from militant, Rob? Yeah, it's what's not going on? militant at all. Oh, yeah. but it's not at yeah. all. I still, I still subscribe. Now, I'm more open to a lot of things than I used to be. I'm definitely more, I, I think, philosophical than I used to be. But I'm still, I'm. I'm we're going to finish this up because we're almost We're Well, right maybe that's end. just a
0: psychoterrestrial in your brain milking
1: your mind teats. Well, all right. So it could be my personal Kaiser Soze oh. in my mind exactly. committing the greatest trick of all, making me believe yeah. the devil doesn't exist. Exactly. So it could be. May- maybe we all have little fucking Kaiser Soze tumors, <laughs> yeah. and that's what fucking ultraterrestrials <laughs> really fucking, are. That's scary. They make us question what we should believe and fucking believe the things that we should absolutely dismiss, and maybe that's why they fucking suck. But here's one thing: I have been adamantly anti ultraterrestrial I will say this. I think there might be something to it. I don't know all right, you know, I'm we're gonna talk about this in a minute. I'll say this. I don't think they are the overriding empirical fact of every paranormal event, but I do think something that fits their description does exist. Okay. Maybe marginalized, much more marginalized than what Keel and perhaps even Veli believed. But but I think they're wrong and we need to fucking stop them. We'll we'll save that for the end. All right. Let's let's just wrap this up. And surprisingly I'm not committed even back then, and this is what I wrote. When all is said and done, I'm neither hostile toward nor supportive of the ultra-terrestrial theory. At its best, it opens up a fascinating way in which to interpret the world around us. And at its worst, it represents a colossal cop-out, which enables its supporters to absolve themselves from the responsibility of filling the void of their own ignorance, as well as the burden of further inquiry. Again, huh. I feel attacked. Slow clap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh,
0: my own solo's slow, clap. Slow, oh slow middle fingers. How about that? Yeah, and and you too for the attack. There you go. I
1: wasn't attacking.
0: (laughs) On my my own cloud. I've never gotten my mid-80s John
1: Hughes movie
0: slow clap before. (laughs) You're welcome. Wow. My theory is valid.
1: It is basically saying, and I'm not attacking you by saying this, Mark. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Science has failed us. You just got sliced ah, and diced,
0: You, you oh, totally ginsued you. Oh, man, he just gave me a warrior slice. Like, warrior. You,
2: you just, just got Ronin. me
1: up. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is basically saying, science has failed us. Therefore, everything is magic and beyond our limited terrestrial comprehension. Ergo, everything is beyond explanation. Those of us who have chosen to ally ourselves with the already marginalized and ostracized fields of cryptozoological or paranormal inquiry know all too well the pitfalls inherent to the pursuit of esoteric knowledge. It's not easy to open oneself up to ridicule, loss of reputation, and peer rejection, but there are numerous researchers who have garnered a tremendous amount of respect by meticulously recording the facts of unusual events, some that are inconceivably bizarre, without hyperbole or wild assertions. Which, of course, does not negate the fact that, despite my pleas for scientific rigor, we might be dealing with a vast network of truly enigmatic entities that represent a species which is much older and wiser than the human race. A group of superior beings that are not only capable of controlling their physical form, but also of infiltrating our frail human minds. And if that is the case, woe be on to us. Woe, woe. be
0: unto us.
1: Slow, I stand by it. Slow clap
0: wow. for those terrestrials that I fully support. You
2: can't steal my shit. I just did that. Damn you it.
0: also You're have right. to remember. Fuck. I, <laughs> I was going to slow clap into the, a corner. The,
1: you also have to remember that the Rob that initially wrote this, I stand by all of it, by the way, or I wouldn't have read tonight. Um... The acceptance that cryptozoology and paranormal studies in general has garnered since the dawn of the 20th century is monumental. We've talked about it a lot. When we first started American Monsters, you, me, and and Mike D. back in like 99 going into 2000... There was hardly anything on TV. There was histories, mysteries. They played repeats of "Fucking In Search of," which was Stone Classic. But there wasn't a whole new venue. Who knew that yeah. we would basically for the for the last two decades be living in a golden age of open mindedness and and not not to and, and, and an infinite amount of ghost, paranormal, monster, UFO show more than I could even count. A lot of ghosts. It was a dearth. A lot of ghosts. A complete dearth. And and so. <laughs> I really protected the idea of studying this in my mind. Even, even, even you know, twelve, thirteen years ago, I was like, "You, you got to be kind of cautious. You can't like throw caution to the wind and go all whole hog into batshit crazy land because." especially because I've always first and foremost considered myself a cryptozoologist. And sure. I was like, you know, these are, we have to hold, now it doesn't matter anymore. Now it's like fucking carte blanche. But at that point I'm like, let's not just fucking throw away the baby with the bathwater and just glom on to fucking any old thing. And I stand by it. I don't think we need to be as protective now because what I didn't realize is that the democratization of information would be so absolute. fucking loot. Which is both a good and bad thing, but mostly a good thing in my mind. That you will, we have allies everywhere, and that we even have a podcast where we have so many listeners that get it and and, and get the fact that we have fun with it but still take it seriously. Like this was not possible when I wrote this article. You know, I remember that was from a very protective stance.
0: I I used to be the moderator for the American Monsters message board. Oh God, the old school. BB, the old school bulletin board, the forum BB, or whatever the fuck that nightmare of a program was, mm-hmm. I used to have to fucking maintain an update. Okay, I used to be the guy there, so I knew. When you were talking, you were stepping lightly. Oh, You exactly. weren't fucking around. Because you, if you did not come correct,
1: you were fucked. And when you're one of the few <sighs> voices out there that was doing it right, at least in my estimation, yeah. you had to be cautious. Now, the funny thing is, the older I get, the more philosophical I am. I actually do think that there is something to it. The key difference is, and this is something I mentioned earlier, and we'll get to some of the basic philosophies, and, we'll, and we're and we going to break this down. Um, I do not think that every paranormal phenomenon, from a UFO to a poltergeist knock to on and on, is an ultra-terrestrial whose only real purpose is to fuck with us for no good reason. So you're saying that aliens... Aliens,
0: big feats, and ghosts are all there too, but ultra-terrestrials are just like occasionally like
1: mimicking them? Yes. Okay. That's 100% what I think because I do think why couldn't there be biological creatures that live on other planets in other dimensions? Why couldn't there even be weird? maybe I want to say psycho based, but like biologically based, but more maybe energy life forms that have lived on earth much longer than we can conceive that maybe have guiding principles too. all of these things. There are so many animals that we see that mimic other animals, snakes that shake their tails so that they give the perception that right. they're rattlesnakes or whatever. Why wouldn't there be mimics um, things that are trying to be intimidating or survive or do whatever they have to do by emulating things that are real. So these ultra are just imitating
0: a, a fucking a big, hairy, you know, uh, biped,
1: a biped from Earth-54. They're so like, oh,
0: look what we saw here. Maybe it'll scare you little big monkeys. If well, dissipates into, yeah. like, a, yeah. a,
1: a weird sulfurous <laughs> right. vapor and, I don't know, zips into a UFO, maybe it's because it is a vaporous entity that likes to look like a hairy hominid and really travels in a UFO. All right. Well, I mean, or that... Maybe, it is an ultra-terrestrial fucking with your mind But that kind of opens it up a little bit wider
0: where it's like, all right, am I dealing with a ghost rider or opened a demon or am I dealing with an ultra-terrestrial be. that's impersonating a ghost rider or a demon? <clears throat> Should we do a ghost rider demon t-shirt for a cryptid- for- for- for podcast? <laughs> I don't even we, nobody's known, gonna know. Nobody's going to know what, what that means. Yeah. It just says ghost rider demon.
1: That used all to right. be, for our dear listeners, what we always came down to when we were trying to figure out something anomalous, we were like, well, it's clearly a ghost rider demon. And more often than not, of course, it was a rod. Yeah, it's always a rod. Yeah, it was like 90% of Clearly a rod.
0: Um, All right, so I I dig where you're coming from with it. I like it. I mean, weather. That's
1: that's my evolve. Okay, all right. My stance in like uh, 2008 was, let's tread really carefully here. And yes, I was being a bit hyperbolic, I guess, when I talked about fucking flat earth and fucking witch pyres. But part of me was like, don't fuck around. Don't science no, is important see, and that I really believe science well, is important. That, Do not reject
2: that. You that is coming from somebody who is wants to investigate and find the evidence. Yes. What you're talking about is just philosophical. You're just we're talking about this is just a thought project that right. that we think about. That's
1: what it was. Unlike most some, of my articles. It's
2: not that this isn't valid or it's a new way of you can easily think yeah, sure, this can exist. Yeah. If you're going out there trying to prove something, you need, you need to do with this article. You need to find the evidence. So it's easy to just think, well, why not this? Right. That's, not, that's really not going, if you really want to prove this, it, does, it needs to be why this? Right. You need to find that, those answers. You need that evidence. Yeah, totally. It's, it's easy to just say, why
1: not? The difference, yeah. a, the, a text, method, okay. the difference between the scientific method. The difference between the scientific method and the thought experiment. <laughs> Stop cutting me. Don't slice. A thought experiment is valid, especially in theoretical realms. Sure. But, but when you're pursuing active evidence of what seem to be genuine events, be it a haunting or whatever, right? Then the scientific method that should be the first thing. That's, that's the employed. deal. Yeah, you
0: shouldn't walk into a haunting or a whatever type of. Uh, you know, scenario and be like, everyone, calm down. <coughs> right. It's an extraterrestrial. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Like, you just can't. You, you, even like, if we're taking sightings, like we we have listeners sending in stories. Right. And they all have really, you know, bizarre and terrifying encounters. They're all pretty fucking sure you know, weird. It's not automatically like extraterrestrial. You obviously can't do that. The overriding thing can't just be like immediately ultra-terrestrial. Oh, yes, you have to sort through the facts and figures and figure out what it is. I mean, ultimately, if all of this bullshit does somehow lead to like, yeah, this is some weird psychic projection in our mind from creatures from beyond time and space, then all right then we
2: can't do anything about it. We the,
0: can't. That's the other we problem can. with it. It's exactly. But, it's,
2: it's easy to say that it's not verifiable unless they let yes. you know that it
0: can be. Then it can be verified. But you still have to start someplace. And work yourself. Exactly, And that really should be your last go-to. Where you're like, well, guys, we ain't got no tracks. Must be the old psycho... What are they? Uh, Psychoterrestrials. Psychoterrestrials. Psycho-terrestrial. <laughs> so, as much as I do, I, I love the idea of also-terrestrials. It's one of my favorite fucking theories. Not everything. Like the knock on the door. Or like you said. You know, the the fucking... The, the zombie shambling in the bushes or the Bigfoot running through your backyard or the deer rambling in Chris's bushes over here. It's not all
1: ultra Well, the deer is. The,
0: the deer is probably The deer, deer is a clearly yeah. a wraith, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, which yeah.
1: is an ultra-terrestrial <coughs> so posing a what do we uh, have for like, like, a real wraith
0: that really exists? <laughs> which would be a complete <laughs> ultra-terrestrial move. Totally. See? Vintage. Confirmed. Uh, so so what do we think that the uh what do we
1: have for these as far as what we think they possibly could be all right there's there's, a, there's all to speaking. let's propose the things that that people you know have have gone to okay the standard one the one you'll get um from I don't know uh, most sources is interdimensional beings um And I'll just read the notes I have on this. Perhaps the most popular suggestion regarding the true identity of the so-called ultra-terrestrials is that they are creatures from another dimension who have managed to figure out a method of traversing between the barriers that exist between multiple dimensions, which theoretical physicists and mathematicians claim surround us at all times. So we have some science behind this. Well, theoretical. Okay, fine. While for the human race these alternate dimensions exist only in math theorems, scribbled on scrap paper and blackboards, for any being existing on a quote-unquote higher level of reality, traversing the boundaries between our world and theirs might be a relatively easy task. Say the equivalent of hopping on a jet plane and soaring over the ocean to an entirely different culture. This would be unthinkable for our closest primate relatives, but for us it's merely a a matter of time and finances. Are there visitors from different dimensions scrutinizing us the way zoologists study chimps? Sometimes with genuine affection, occasionally with benign amusement, and sporadically with a cruel agenda that will somehow benefit their species with a complete disregard for the suffering it causes and their alleged inferior life forms. Oh, it's dark. Wow. Yeah, but that's how we look at. I know. R- I know. Rats, I like, dude, rats. I don't like, dude. I don't like. I don't like us, man. The apes in a bowl study rats. chimps. You know. <laughs> most people like other animals i know man yeah I feel but bad. we'll do heinous shit if it'll I know, save a it human you're fucking life. terrible dude i know worse yet are we really dealing with prank prone interdimensional frat boys here <laughs> or even juvenile delinquents with little better to do than fry proverbial ants with magnifying glasses like we're nothing we're not even we're not even the the product of noble intentioned uh, scientific experiments that can result in us dying because we're less important. Just shit. all, Fuck fuck them. We're, we're, we're worthless. We're bugs. Right. We're worms. Not that I would fucking, I won't even step on ants and worms. That's just not my bag. But some people that give no fucks would gladly do that. Yeah. We could just be a throw, a little th- weird throwaway culture to them. Creatures, they which they no doubt assume are too far beneath them to concern themselves with on any emotional level. Whether their intentions are selfish and cruel or generous and benevolent, one would assume they'd have contact on a more regular basis rather than randomly scare us in the woods or or give us an occasionally prophetically angelic vision. That's what you'd hope, but you just don't know. You just don't bother. You know, know. I mean, yeah. The other conclusion, and this is something that came from Keel himself energy vampires. Whoa. and maybe it's both maybe they're interdimensional and energy vampires okay this right. terrifying idea states that these transcendental fiends may be beings composed of pure energy that inhabit a spectrum that we are incapable of seeing without the help of their permission i.e. that we don't see UFOs until they project them in our minds or whatnot. okay This theory would seem to indicate that we are constantly surrounded by cunning creatures that are able to prey on the life force of anyone on Earth without their knowledge. And now we get back. I love this fucking reference. Stuart Gordon's from beyond. Till you get your pineal gland activated. You don't know that there's fucking scum eels from fucking dimension N around you. Yeah. But the second you see them, you're like, well, fuck. And, And you know what? I really do think that's what's happening. I mean, interdimensional fucking... I don't want, I don't know, interdimensional travel is not real, but multiple dimensions, I think, have been mathematically proven to the point where it's right. indisputable. And if things that may be predatorial to us and possibly, and it wouldn't be hard because we're a frightened primate species, terrifying for us to behold, could be surrounding us at all times. And maybe certain types of mental illness. Or chemical use, like maybe Lovecraft had a fucking hint of something. Maybe his old gods and whatever were just grand illusions that he painted based on little snippets that, due to his mental mental illness, he was able to fucking catch glimpses of. Possible
0: drug use, too? Use of DMT, ayahuasca, something to kind of break down that little flimsy barrier of reality to actually see what's there? And let's be
1: honest, the barrier is inevitably flimsy. Yeah. It's just super solid because if you don't have... The, the sensory organs to fucking see beyond it then it might as well be a steel wall 18 miles wide but as soon as you have whatever little it takes be it like you say chemical uh, in, in the brain exterior to the brain whatever that fucking triggers it then all of a sudden that veil becomes like an aquarium wall or even thinner saran wrap yeah. and then all of a sudden batshit crazy can come through yeah things all of a sudden get real fucking weird real weird or fun okay supporters of the energy vampire theory believe that these ancient entities can manifest themselves in any form they deem fit and are the true masters of our world they further suggest that these bizarre energy suckers consider humans to be little more than cattle in fact keel coined the phrase cattle of the gods oh
0: that's a sweet
1: shirt when referencing humans as a food source for ultra terrestrial, They're just sucking all of our fucking energy. Yeah. No, cattle. of the Gods is definitely... Yeah. You know, listen, we're, are we concerned about the overriding, like, success of the human race? No. We're concerned with our next cool t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. That is classic us. cattle of the Gods. This is what happens when you fucking have artists fucking running your podcast. All right, so... It sounds like a cool tour, too. Cattle of the Gods. <laughs> It'd be like a dope creator record. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it is. Well, no, I think, I, think I, was, I was thinking of Enemy of God. Enemy of God,
1: yeah. The Can't final one, and I think God. this is something that might appeal to Chris. We're going back to our old uh, good friend, 14 researcher Jerome Clark. He noted an ambiguous duality in many anomalous phenomenon and suggested that they might best be regarded as, and I quote, experience anomalies. Phenomena which is possible for people to experience, but whose actual nature or explanation is still unknown. What is commonly thought of as a single anomalous phenomenon, be it UFOs, Bigfoot, Lake Monsters, Ball Lightning, fucking whatever, Clark finds may be two phenomena. One admittedly bizarre but potentially explainable by current or near-future science, And that is extraterrestrial spaceships, surviving prehistoric animals, whatever. The standard tropes that you would have in UFO and monster sightings. The other seemingly just as incredible, absurd, magical, or supernatural, totally violating any rational scientific worldview. Many such phenomena, he feels, are best described as experience anomalies, something in between ordinary hallucinations and encounters with physically real objects or creatures. They are something more than simple dreams, hallucinations, or visions, but perhaps not physically or objectively real. So, that brings us back to uh, my psychoterrestrial theory, I think, though I'm not trying to speak for... uh, you know, Jerome Clark, who has his own theories, but the idea that it's something that is not real, it is not manifest in the real world, it is not uh, an ancient, you know, it's not a dinosaur in a lake, or a fucking hairy hominid, right. or a fucking <clears throat> end-wheeled or whatever the fuck it is, it's something that's been implanted in your head by something else altogether. Now, maybe a tiny little fucking monstrous parasite that lives in your brain, or maybe this weird... Star Trek like cloud entity that can fill your mind with twisted fantasies. Who the fuck knows? I mean, I guess ultimately
0: the over the the question you would be: if that is the case, and what is the agenda? Ah, is it just are we talking? Are, are, yeah, but are, are you, we talking energy vampire, or are we just talking like we're bored, or are they pushing us to some further thing down the line?
1: So are they like manipulating What you're hinting at to me? The third thing that is. Right. I mean, we've discussed the idea of, of, of fear as food. We've talked about that with ultra terrestrial like, since Oregon, we started. Talking about it. or Aragon energy, sure. Oregano or, Whatever like, like Oregano. Uh, oregano. Or or or, or 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 you could call it like the fucking uh, the monsters incorporated theory that fear feeds a monster. Yeah. Or or whatever. Um Oh, but laughter's better. Yeah, but laughter's better, yeah. of course. Hugs you know, are Disney. better. You know
0: what you know what's better than hugs, Rob? What? Nothing, except for drugs. Wow. Hugs, drugs, and bearskin yeah, skin
1: rugs. I, I, I can support that. Hugs and pizza and drugs? That.
2: Mostly
0: pizza. Okay.
1: All well, right. you know what? But you can involve pizza with all three. Hugs. So let's let, let let pizza be the umbrella. Here's my
0: theory. Hugs, drugs, and bearskin skin rugs. With pizza. With pizza. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe if they are feeding off of our energy. But, you know, whether that kind of, I don't want to get into Scientology here, but that kind of plays into Thetans and shit like that, too. It's Just odd. Just put it out there. No, not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying right. weird thing, yeah. fucking thing, things
2: feed off your energy. I'm not. Who even to say that there needs to be an agenda? Well, well if, that, if, that, if you're I saying mean, that this is a reality and the way the world works, that's just the cycle of the world. Maybe there's no agenda. This is just the way it is. I these mean, things maybe don't, there's possibly not, there's but not a thought process behind it. It's, it's just, just being well, you that's know what though, that, is, that it is, is like
0: complete chaos. We're just chaos. Where it's like it is what it is. We're here. We're evolving. We're living. And by the way, these things, these weird fucking puppet masters, just get bored occasionally. i like, oh, guess what, Flatwoods monster, it, fuck, it, fuck you, with them a
1: little bit. Which goes more into the frat boy theory.
0: Yeah, or you know, oh, here's a cool divine fucking uh, vision for you to have, Mother Teresa or whoever. Right, so Enjoy. It's, it <laughs> seems like we have.
1: A few oh, core theories. Th- 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 One th- is the food. One is the the bored but superior entities having playing hell with us. Right. One is what I like to call the Q theory, and that's for any fan out there of Star Trek The Next Generation, where it seems like a super douchey, absolutely superior entity that is godlike in every way that seems to want to fuck you at every turn, and you're like, why do you keep picking on me? Why do you keep picking on me? And at the last second you find out, oh, it's for your evolutionary growth. That becomes the – I think that's the hopeful theory that maybe in the end it's all a test to make you assess reality on a different fucking level. Right. Could and be. then there's the final fucking idea. Well, not final, but the only other one I can come up with, which is what you guys were just talking about, which is what if it's just a natural component to reality? Now, if we are living in, in um, simulation reality, which Elon Musk endorses, which a lot of super um, hyper-intelligent fuckers so, fully endorse. Right. Then who's to say anything is real? And fuck, maybe the magic whale was the truth all along, and if I've been it, fucking up.
0: If it is a simulation theory, and these entities lived outside of the simulation, or these are just like the DMS of the simulation, could I mean? There you go. Oh, I didn't even
1: think about it Not like to that. not to fucking not to
0: plant <laughs> my not, not to die on this hill. So
1: we're Sims, and they're fucking. Board beat dudes no, that are No, they fucking, are
0: the DMs of our reality. That's what I mean. Where just we just, if this... And I actually, I do believe in the
1: simulation theory. Do you really? I, know, Why? I really do. No, foundationally, you think our reality is a non-reality? Because you still go to work every day. You love your kids. You don't treat the world like it's a fucking artifice of somebody else's construction. Yeah, and when I play
0: Skyrim, I still go and forge and sell shit, even though I, uh, it's a game. If it's all really just a game, if we are just living in some simulation, in the simulation, I still have to do shit. Why? Why? Because I need money and shit. I, 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 look. I have done all
1: but drop out of reality since word go. And also I too, knew in my heart also that it too? was bullshit. Yeah, I, do, I don't. know. it would be a sea of alcohol like, and the fucking goal, melted though? cheese.
0: Because it's just what we're living in and also, too, it ties back in the chaos magic. Hey, what's up, So fellow? See, now you just do things fellow? that don't make
1: sense. You just did what you do. You marked me. What no. the fuck does that mean? He doesn't. I knew chaos it was
0: Magic directly ties
1: into no, it doesn't.
0: changing the reality that you're in, which is like hacking them. We just talked about this in the Facebook <laughs> no, group. We totally did. We so just talked Chaos about this in the Magic group. is the
1: way for a fucking a sim to fucking hack the reality that's being constructed for them so they can control it to make it more beneficial for them? Why are you shocked at this?
0: Because I just never we, knew. You and I have had conversations about this at length. Not really. Not yes. that part. No.
1: We have. You never associated it with sim reality. Yeah, With the simulation really. theory? Yes. You never well, put the two I mean, together. you can transpose it. Oh, wait. That's a it. kind of big fucking ingredient. You can Thank tran- you. You
0: can transpose it onto it. There was just a discussion about this in the Facebook group. Check it out. Anyway, back to the simulation theory. <laughs> if we <laughs> are living in a simulation and they are just controlling it or manipulating it or whatever... I mean, I still have to get up and pay
1: my bills. I'm just not sure. I don't. You know, why. I don't want. I don't but want. But you the, don't have to. I don't want the
0: simulation to live it in the fucking
1: quarry. If you're, a, I don't want that. Oh, there you go. Right. So you're saying yeah. you have to indulge the simulation's will.
0: It's role playing, dude. Yeah, but well, well, so gotta why don't you pick your character and wait, mind your goal? Wait a
2: minute. Why for, don't you try harder to hack it then?
1: Yeah, that's true. If you I, think it's a I simulation, mean, really? Why, look, are you doing why? why don't you become a billionaire tomorrow?
0: Do the I, spell. Don't, I don't have the mental capacity to do it. I don't understand. I really don't. What do you mean? It's if just... you have the
1: mental capacity to understand you're not real, have the mental capacity to well, make no, us I all live better in our I Write a fucking spell oh, to make so us millionaires. Is this how
0: I fuck you guys? Is that what That's this why is? That's why you fucking me and Chris is what it I really mean, comes down yeah. to. Even if it is a simulation, regardless, I'm still living. I'm still a husband, a podcaster, a father. A, a provider. I have money. I'm retiring in 15 you're years. Compartmentalizing. Exactly, because that's what you fucking do as a human. When things get way too fucking. Be- well, you're not really we human. We all know what you're happened not real. when things got too big for <laughs> it's me. It's a simulation. All right. We all know what we happened do. when things got too big and things, things got too weird. Things are weird. Okay. All right, so we're not going back there. All I'm saying is, is that the simulation theory, as interesting as it is, I don't. I mean, I do believe that it is a possibility because if it, if it was true, we would have no fucking way of knowing. That's true. There's no way to fucking know. Well, no, that's the, also the problem. with so, all
2: these
1: theories—they're exactly. not verifiable. And it's kind
0: of like saying that you're going to die and go to heaven. So, sin theory know. is a
1: lot like ultra-terrestrial theory in that. Kind of like it's undefinable. It's impossible <laughs> to prove. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that, I know I'm against it in both cases. But sort of like Jesus or heaven or hell, or or any well, religion there you go. or any idea that's beyond. Yeah, the so most of, of the fucking, most
0: of the fucking world out there believes in some sort of higher power. God, if my whole thing is like, I just believe it's a simulation theory. Fuck it. I'm not really any crazier than anybody else. No at, least Elon, crazy. at least Elon Musk backs my shit. Fair enough. You like that?
2: I do. You like I, that? I don't know if that helps things or of not. Of course it does.
0: But 100%. Why? He has a Cybertruck. So? is that fucking thing? I think he's having a baby with Grimes. I do like the truck. I don't give a the fuck. The truck's dope, yeah. <laughs> See, <there you laughs> got, my guy's got a truck. Right, fair enough. Yeah, fuck you, Vatican. I said it. What? I, I don't get, even know I got you <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I what do you even Wait, oh. If you're pro-Musk,
1: right. you're anti-Vatican? What's uh, going on? I'm spotting the Pope. <laughs> What's <is>
0: happening? <laughs> all right, Christopher, you uh, tell us about this. Because Rob and I are kind of all, all over the board. You, what do so you The Vatican? About this? Yes, about the, the circle of 12. I, I approach this the same
2: way as, as any, anything else. I like things to be verified. Okay. Just like the idea, uh, I, I have no problem having a hypothesis about all of this, but like, when, if you're going to just stop there and be like, well, this would make sense, that's great, but then right. go out and show it. Yeah, that's math. all, that's all I yeah. ask. I just, I want, the evidence has to scale the claim. Okay. That, that's all I ask for in any, any hypothesis.
0: And if I guess we are dealing on a level of ultra terrestrials, trying to get the evidence to scale the claim, kind of like the simulation theory, this might not be possible
1: oh it's impossible it's it would it, 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 it has at to be right, right now it, it is would, yeah for now it would be impossible I, you know to scale it down because obviously we can't answer the big picture i mean i am intuitively against the idea of ultra terrestrials i've been there from word go that's it's why we, that's why we got our wizard fucking coalitions it's why we're uh, yeah. developing armies to those fight them. wizards
0: are using fucking chaos magic you son of a bitch
1: all right, you listen, we're on the same team. Let's not fucking get caught up. I get, in mad so, mad it is. I, I get so mad about Chaos his Magic. Dungeons and Dragons, really. I wish what, the fuck what, you would just read it. Why? why? What am I going to do with it? What will I
0: do with Chaos Magic? Do you magic? think you're going to change his mind? own
1: everything.
0: That's exactly what you would do. Because if, if anybody that I know that has a strong enough fucking will to do anything, it is you. Yeah. Exactly. Well, all right. We'll table uh, this for a moment. Why don't you just be a cult leader and get it over with? Yeah, it's true. I'm seriously. Oh my God,
1: I know. Yeah, you I can, want me to do sigils and spells free. and
0: do all kinds of shit when you're the one
1: I'm that's to live. I'm not going to live long enough to be a humongous you as will. I want to be. You 100% will. But I probably could start a cult. You will. If anyone wants to join my cult, let me know if I get more than, say, seven responses I'm going to make a horrible decision. And I'm going to, but you want me to
0: emotionally drain myself to make you both millionaires. No. Yeah. What I want to do is talk (laughs) about ultra
1: fucking terrestrials. So, and what I'm going to say about it is this, to me, the most terrifying aspect and the most intriguing, but far and away, the most frightening is the idea that they are less manifestly the old gods or elementals. It's funny how John Keel referred to them as elementals and or ultra terrestrials. Isn't it? They're also a Native yeah. American
0: term, though, well, sure. too. Well, well,
1: well right? many indigenous cultures had ideas of things that were, like, intrinsic to the land, that were before humanity. Right. And te- but basically, what <laughs> elemental means is a lot of things. It's things that are minerals and water and fire and other things. That's the definition of an elemental, because it's an element. But it's also, like, intelligences that preceded humanity. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's no confirmation, scientific confirmation no. that there is any intelligent that intelligence that precedes humanity. Religion is all about it, yeah. both aboriginal and organized and right. Abrahamic and Hindu and on and on. But there's no de facto proof of real intelligence that predates humanity. Except the fact that, say, the vast majority of human beings on Earth believe it. So that in and of itself, tulpa or not, makes it real. Back to the simulation theory. But, If these things can just change the way we think, whether they're tiny little psychoterrestrials that live in your head or they just have an ability to shift what you see in the sky or what you see in the woods or what you hear in your bedroom closet, that to me is like nightmarish. And that's why I don't think they're ubiquitous. If there are entities that can just fuck with your mind like a a good buzz, but a bad buzz, like a bad trip, and just get in there and make you just have these moments of insecurity, and yeah, sure, they could just maybe create a panic attack or some anxiety, but they could go even further and make you have this vision that makes you question the nature of reality. To me, that's even more insidious. And somehow, while I do not believe in the ubiquitousness of ultra and I truly believe in the scientific method, I do think there might be some things out there, some psychic parasites that can get in there and fucking just throw a monkey dick in the works, if you will, oh. and just Fuck up the system just enough to like throw us off a path a little bit, and that we should be vigilant against and and, and, and do our best to thwart. How? Through Jesus. <laughs> yeah.
0: See I was like there's Buddha, just no way to do it. Or Allah. Exactly. Or or yeah, Vishnu. Thing, uh, you want the real uh, the, 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 the complete fucking, and the complete D and the B?
2: No, yeah, let's hear wouldn't it. Wouldn't
0: Jesus ultimately be an ultra terrestrial? Why? Be- because it, it's a god-like figure that's fucking controlling things and talking to yes, people. Yes, but it
1: had an overridingly powerful. So there's a difference between agenda. Jesus and Buddha and also, an ultra-terrestrial? Also yes. Buddha had a powerfully How? positive agenda. Jesus had a positive agenda. Vishnu had a mostly... Yeah. Even I'm not necessarily... Of but, I
2: mean, the definition was sometimes to help and sometimes
1: yeah, to be a Yeah, I'm not dick. sold
0: on the fact that ultra-terrestrial... So only
1: Vali felt that way. It, it, yeah, exactly. it he the definition,
0: Okay, but I'm not necessarily So is sold. an
1: ultra-terrestrial nothing but a demon and all these other things, nothing... Is it really always going to... And maybe yin and yang. Maybe it comes Thank down you. to a simple balance of good and evil. What if this is just a way that, that, that,
0: that our fucking collective psyche is balanced? whether it's good or bad. You can't it can't be complete fucking evil. You can't have weird mind Nazis constantly fucking with things. Well, if you did you if you're it fucked. is? Yeah, but what if it is something that is pushing us towards something greater, whether some people think it's Jesus or a fucking or an alien or some interdimensional being or some simulation or something, but what if it is just some weird controlling force of the earth or of our
1: existence that just pushes us in a direction whether it's good or bad. So, wait, are you suggesting that That what an ultra terrestrial is is anything that makes you not look at the world as a rational, scientific, A to B, mathematical place, and is therefore corrupting it with some sort of paranormal agenda, whether it be overridingly positive or negative.
0: No, not at all. I'm I'm talking about the simulation theory in the DM, just steering the campaign to where he wants to go. So how do you beat it if you're not pragmatic and utterly scientific? If, if Chris is DMing our campaign, I'm not trying to beat Chris. I'm just kind of trying to so, just go well, let, the story. Then, then let
2: me, okay, so what do you think happens when you die, then?
0: I don't know. I'm assuming either darkness or you just start over. That's the only thing I've got. I really well, have I, no well, clue. you don't need Video actual chest <laughs> for Video that. Games. I mean, yeah. that's... Yeah, seriously. Okay. I mean, afterlife. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I really don't believe... <clears throat> I, I honestly don't believe in an afterlife. I don't. No,
2: I, I don't either. But I mean, both of those could just be. I mean, religion gives you those endings too. Yeah. Why extraterrestrials? Like, what makes that theory more plausible? It's true.
0: Yeah. I, than I, a, than I,
2: religion, but you're you're cloaking religion under.
0: Well, yeah. I, I was using yeah, yes. I was using it as by, by saying that you could very well say that Jesus, or whoever which is was why I
1: I was running the assumption that you were saying anything that is not concrete and knowable might fall under the purview of ultra-terrestrials. I'm asking if that's your assumption. No, no, no. I'm
0: going back to my theory of that this is just some some otherworldly force that could be just pushing us in a direction. For
2: what? But it's. It has, exactly. but you're talking about things that are the non-verifiable.
1: Yes. Which
0: that's
2: is, what he I, asked.
1: Wh- See, wh- but that's wh- the thing. Wh- which, is, <laughs> which is the fuck all of the ultra-terrestrial. But I don't believe everything non-verifiable, which goes back to the... Uh, 2008 pragmatic Rob and and the still pretty solidly scientifically biased Rob of of 2020 which is to say that I don't think everything fantastical or beyond the pale of human knowledge must fit into this umbrella of fucking weird I think a lot of things are just not known yet you know just the way you know well, that's why physics wasn't known before Neil's already, born. Yeah, but, that's
2: already been proven. Like the a, animal, because cryptids would fall under this until, until, until they're, it, discovered. they're found. Yeah, most things were, are not. Could you imagine so. if, 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 uh, if
1: uh, Marjorie Courtney <laughs> Latimer saw the first fucking coelacanth laying there in the fucking South African fishmongers by like, you devilish imp! I know. Yeah, that you, you. Can't possibly be a formerly extinct fish. You're a goblin. Yeah. No, you can't have that. Of course, science still fucking yeah, has a place. Also,
0: too, though, this is a theory. Well, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you don't
1: have But it's to... the biggest... It's the most broad-spectrum paranormal theory... Period. Oh, totally. By I, far, I don't feel it's a, overwhelming. Oh, it's, it's
2: beyond. There's not even a word for broad. Isn't even that's a small term for this. No, you're right. This is like, it is an umbrella yeah.
1: theory for everything. everything. Yeah, yeah but it, it is the grand unified paranormal theory. As many theories go,
0: though, you don't necessarily have to live and die by the theory. You can no, just and take I it in stride. No, same here. As much as I. I take out my ultra terrestrial banner, and I got my seven inch and my fanzine. You do have your it seven inch. It is just a theory that's kind of tossed Dude, out the there. Way, because I would
1: it's fun. Love to read your ultra terrestrial fanzine. Oh my god, it would yeah, be Yeah, what amazing. is the seven inch song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is the seven inch yeah, too? Yeah. And why is Chris not playing? Oh on fuck!
2: It. Now I have to write it. I'm Shit. gonna sing the background. It
1: is, it is
0: kind of a fun theory though to play with because it does shoot you off into so many different fucking things where everything's connected. Nothing really matters. It's a simulation. I don't know why
1: that's fun. The magic
0: whale. Fun is looking to
2: to find evidence. That's fun for I, me.
1: I'm with Chris on that.
0: I like the not weird, just going all oh, those Russell. I know. you no. later. No, next no I week. like ah. the weird, disparate fucking search for shit where like you've <laughs> got the pins and you got the yarn and you're connecting things. Oh, well, and there's the Illuminati and the Rosicrucians. But hold on a second. There's the Grays, and it just leads into one big fucking. That's where the for me. That's where the fun is. But, again, it's only a theory, and like many theories, I mean, we toss all kinds of theories fucking all the time. So and I'm not going to live and die by altitrust,
1: but you know what? I'm going to make that fanzine. Well, I can't wait all to right, read it inch. inch. I know. I'm, yeah, no. Chris is going to compose the entire 7-inch. <laughs> I'm going to write the entire fanzine. Mark's going to take credit for both. That's the way it's going to happen. There it is. So I think that is our take on the ultraterrestrial theory. Any closing thoughts, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that there are probably some weird psychic parasites that fuck with everything and they make us want to question the nature of grander reality and we should never stop pursuing the scientific truth behind all of it because even if the scientific truth is beyond us ergo it seems magical right now it won't always so that's the beauty of it to me and fuck the magic whale i'm not all about bullshit i want the truth of it to come through and we won't live to see all of it but we'll live to see some of it and we need to still be ever vigilant against whatever it is that fucking masquerades as an ultra-terrestrial. All Alright, Christopher? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: I'm there on science. And believe it or not, physics is closer probably than you think in finding things and oh, to find it's out what ab- dumb. the actual objective reality
1: I mean yeah. they're really or, or how fantastical it is. Like it's this close to Yeah. We I, you know what I'm not actually way far from you, Mark, in believing in simulation reality. I'm not a concretist. In fact, I spent, and this is no lie, the better part of 1991 not believing in trees. That's a story for another day. Alright,
0: <laughs> well, all right, well but, that's going to be a Patreon. But
1: deep dark <laughs> if you think my mirror yeah. problem is, yeah, And I'm ugly, the one with, I'm, I got the problem with chaos magic. He doesn't believe in fucking okay. trees. Yeah, well this was the 90s. Yeah, this is the 90s. Fuck you! It's 2020. I'm here drinking the, with my friends. Everybody, Clearly I got over everybody it. Everybody was believe?
2: experimenting in the 90s. <laughs> With sexuality, he didn't
0: believe in b- belief in fucking trees, belief
2: or in disbelief in. But I'm the problem. The, I'm and, the problem uh, with my synthesis, yeah. No, but genetic Quark- <Sothenics>. chlorophyll.
0: Yeah. Mark has the problem with <laughs> yeah. the symbiosis, Quark- <laughs> you don't believe in trees.
1: Yeah. How dare you? Know, you? He, he, he believes in them. Dude, no. I'm just telling you. I. That, my, good day. My, my relationship. Good day, good sir. I will not end it on that. <laughs> with reality has been tenuous at best throughout the better part of my life, and I am grateful for it. Don't trust an ultra Always go for fucking maximum proof. Enjoy the unknown. Keep your fucking mind open and fucking join us when the time is right to fight these ultimate enemies of reality. Not humanity. If it happens, the real. Okay. If it happens, <laughs> you've got to be with us. If it doesn't happen... If it happens. Then we're going. Yeah. We'll just keep there, drinking it, right, and talking right. about fucking Grampuses and whatnot. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll deal with it when they portal yeah, in fucking. as an army. <laughs> <laughs> Chris.
1: But Chris. be be ready to fucking... I've got a machete and that's all I side. care about right Yeah, now. exactly. Oh, right. man. Be ready to take up arms if it has oh, to happen. If funny. it doesn't to have to happen... Then drink with us yeah. and enjoy the next subject we cover. Yeah. All right.
0: There There that's you go. I mean, Reality is a, malleable. Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there it is. Chris
0: is Bobby not... <laughs> McFerrin slash Chris yeah. Carson told us. Don't worry. Be happy. There it is. All right. There you go. Thank you for joining us <laughs> for the Kryptonite <laughs> podcast. This is Man. a fun episode. Thank you, Robert. Bat shit. Crizzle bizzle. All Again, it is a theory that I have bantered many a fucking time and oh. will continue to. And I will rally
1: against them. Because that's just what I do. till my dying day. Because whether or not they are a manufactured nemesis or uh, have some sort of foothold in reality, they're not fucking right. And we need to stand against them.
0: Uh, the insta or the socials, the instas, the twitters, and the facebooks. Jump on there and tell us what you think about. Well, tell me what you think about the ultra terrestrials and uh, you know, either uh, join me in whatever or um, whatever. We
1: don't even know where we, we don't stand. even know where no, we are. Join like, me in whatever. We're like whatever. morpheus blobs <laughs> really, of philosophy. Um, join me where or
0: don't, and why? I, I don't think we even uh, came to a conclusion. There them, is no conclusion. There no, exactly. Isn't, yeah. I do they know where? What are and
1: we if doing? They are. They are is or if there, they're not. They maybe they sort of be and they could be really but maybe there are not send
0: us (laughs) send us dms on instagram and tell us your ultra-terrestrial theories and we'll talk about it and then think for a second that you're listening to our podcast on the internet you're sending a dm to an account run by me but
1: or is that just some sort of weird created
0: reality i will say that
1: keel was overreaching Vali was a little more pragmatic, but still might have been giving them too much scope and credit, but he was one of the first, so God bless him, it was the late 60s, there's something there, it's not as ubiquitous as I think people think it is, but it might be just as insidious as we fear it is. Hellerspace.com, get your t shirts before <laughs> or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or not. Hellerspace.com, get those t shirts, hoodies, totes, pins, stickers, and magnets before the ultra terrestrials take your ability
1: to do so. Should we do a t shirt, ultra terrestrials, insidious, dot, 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 or not? Or not. Possibly. Yeah. That, that could be a long We have a lot of ultra terrestrial merch so that we
0: made. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be like Ripley's, long... believe it or not.
1: Look oh, or not. A little, that's yeah. a little bitey. Could be. But yeah, why not? Whatever. It's classic. Fuck Ripley's. Whatever. But don't fuck Jack Plant.
0: No. A don't. saint. He'll kick your fucking balls. Uh, fucking <laughs> he will kick your cookies balls. Cookies
1: What the fuck was he in City Slickers?
0: Patreon.com slash Kryptonaut Podcast. $1 will get you a shout out. $5 will get you a shout out and some bonus. A shout out
1: and some bonus Oh yeah, we're audio. not drunk at all for the record.
0: Uh, at so, ch- all. so check it out there. Um, deadly sober dealing do, with do, the big do, issues. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, you know what? Take your chance and defy reality and leave us some reviews on iTunes. Oh my, you like that. Oh, yeah, you like that. I do. This is my ad, this is my right. defy it present. This is my Valentine's Day present for Robert. I know. I wish we could
1: share them still.
0: We don't. We, we can. They, people can go to our chartable, and they can look at all the reviews right Is there. that
1: super meta that I want to share our reviews with other people? A little bit, Damn. yeah. It's a little or is, weird. I mean, it's a little weird. It's not me being cocky, by the way. I no, want to read the bad reviews, too. Don't get too. cocky, kid. It's a little weird. Oh, my God. Well, listen, we're going to end this. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on target. We're going to
0: end this, and I'm going to read you a review. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll be talking to you soon. Goodbye.
1: Psychoterrestrial. man we went deep we went deep dude we have to I it know. might be the fundamental fuck. nature of reality it, could be. it might be the douchebag fucking programming techs of the the it guys of the that universe could. might be ultra ultra terrestrials and we might have to just fucking deal with that are they like a shitty version of like the geek squad oh they're the shittiest Ugh. fuck the shittiest. Is this like when you go to like the Apple
0: sort of say, like like the Apple Genius? Oh, the, yeah, it is. Fuck those guys. God, now I'm
1: just depressed. All
0: give right. me a Nessie. Just All give right. me a
1: Nessie. All oh. right, and we'll be talking to you. Bye. God bless you.